Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com All right. Hello, hello, everyone. We've got a rather strange episode here today because my guest is somebody I've never spoken to before. And of course, this podcast is called Notice and Friends, so typically it's people I already know who I'm speaking to. And I really had no idea what to expect with this podcast because this guest is a 33 degree Freemason. And for my years in the conspiracy world, basically we think of these people as the enemy. So actually, I was quite nervous to sit down and do this talk because sitting down with the enemy is a weird thing. And I also can't claim to be an expert in this field. I'm not a Freemason. I've never really spoken with real Freemasons in depth about Freemasonry. I even have an uncle who is a Mason. I've never spoken to him about it. But recently, I posted a review of a book called The Freemasons by Jasper Ridley. And soon after, I was contacted by someone in the audience. And they said, hey, I've got a 33rd degree Freemason for you to talk to. So I criticized that book mainly for dismissing the conspiracies about Freemasonry. The book basically said, oh, it's all good. These people are good people. They're charitable people. All the stuff that's been said about them is bogus. So I expected this talk with this Freemason, I expected it to be very much the same. I actually expected him to downplay the conspiracies and defend Freemasonry. And that's really not the talk that I got. This ended up being an extremely interesting conversation. You will see, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I also know that I didn't get very many straight answers. Of course, you're going to notice that as well. Now, for the past many years, I have trained in answering questions, not really in asking them. That's my job, is to answer people's questions, not really to be the host here and ask questions. So I did try to be a good host, but I'm definitely a little bit out of my depth here. Tried to ask as many questions as I could, knowing that he was not going to answer all of them. But that's actually why I feel there's a lot of honesty to these answers. Dr. Patah was pretty clear that he wasn't going to answer everything, so I figured what he did answer was truthful. Because he clearly chose just to ignore a whole bunch of questions. And I'm here taking it at face value, I do not know what's true and what's not. I found this conversation very interesting. I found speaking to Dr. Patah very elevating. He's definitely a high-frequency individual, high vibration. You could feel that by speaking to him. I know he knows more than he shared with us here today, and I'm definitely interested in recording a follow-up with him to expand on what we recorded here. 
Now before we start, I just want to say, as always, I have no sponsors here. There's no affiliate links, no ads to read to you here, no interruptions. But I do sell things, I write and sell books, and I edit and publish other people's books. You can see all of my books and things I've been involved with in the free versions of my books. All of them have a free audio and video version. You can find all of that on my website, noticebooks.org. Notice is spelled not us, not usbooks.org. And on the website, you can find hundreds of book reviews that I've done in this category of conspiracy type of stuff and many others. You can also find all my social media links on the website, our various YouTubes and Instagram channels, and even the Rumble where the band videos go. And my main job is in the health business, helping people get healthy. I do sell supplements along those lines to provide the nutrients that people need to get healthy. Not going to go into all of that here, but that's what most of our books are about and our social media channels. And of course, you can reach out to us anytime for a free health assessment, either on email or any of the other contact information on the website, notusbooks.org. Once again, notusbooks.org. And since our guest here tonight is pretty much an underground figure, I have no social media links or websites for you to look into him. So we're just going to jump right into our conversation. All right. Hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Today's a bit of a strange episode, actually, but I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually a little bit nervous for this episode because <laughs> it's not a topic I know a whole lot about, at least with a whole lot of confidence. And it is a fairly controversial topic. Today, I believe we're talking largely about Freemasonry. And our guest here today, Dr. Tudi Pata, he's going to be doing most of the talking, honestly. I do have some questions, but when it comes to this, obviously, often we're talking about in the conspiracy genre, there is a lot more questions than answers. So I'm happy to sit back and do a lot of listening today. I do have a lot of questions, and I'm not really expecting to have all of my curiosity satisfied here, but I'm happy to dig in as deep as we can dig in here today. Thank you for coming and speaking. I'm I'm told that uh, this is going to be a more open conversation than I think many of us would expect. So I'm happy to let you kind of introduce yourself. First of all, we've never met. I don't know who you are. What's up? How how do we even uh, breach this subject, really, after you introduce yourself? Uh, My name is Dr. Tahuti. I'm an astro-neurophysiologist. I'm also Egyptian priest. I've been practicing this art for about 35 years now, then traveled all over the world. It's kind of, it's, yes, it is a very hard topic to talk about, being that, yeah, like you were saying, the conspiracy theories out there and how I equate the, the knowledge in which I know into my practice of uh, holistic healing. I tell people that you really have to take your time when coming into this knowledge. Um, This knowledge is something that you just don't go and say, I know it, and think that you do know it and begin to practice it. And you get caught up later on in your life and you stumble over that first block that you laid on that foundation. Uh, I've been fortunate to have people inside my life that had laid that uh, foundation for me. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a very, yeah, you're right. It's a very hard topic to talk about because you can, you can close the minds of individuals or you can open the minds of in, individuals. My thing is the spirituality of what I know and what I practice. Everybody is not uh, ready for the truth. So I just sit back and I relax. Uh, I just came off of my 12 years of silence last uh, December. So for 12 years, I've been silenced. Wow. And yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, uh, I don't get out. I don't, I don't do too much stuff. I really stay to myself. If I get a phone call, uh, someone needs some uh, spiritual guidance or some enlightenment holistically, I have no problem coming out of the shell, give them what they need. And I, you know, kind of go back, gravitate to myself, but I'm not out in the public eye uh, too much. It was kind of confusing, the, the descriptions you were giving me. You know, you're like, okay, so we're going to talk about Freemasonry, but then he's, you're talking about healing and stuff too. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm in the healing business. What are we talking about here? So that's uh, what I, well, we could, we could talk about Freemasonry. I've been a, a, a Mason since uh, I don't know, 20, uh, almost 30 some years. I used to be the uh, grand deputy for the state of California for the ancient Scottish Rite Freemasonry. So I just traveled up that ladder and came down and traveled all over. I've been with the Golden Dawn. I study their their philosophy. Freemasonry is 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 what it is. But what I did, I, I learned that knowledge, and I took it and applied it to self knowledge, to where I wanted to heal myself, and uh, spiritually, mentally, and physically. So I'm not your ordinary Freemasons because I have studied also the occult side of uh, Freemasonry. And that's what kind of uh, moves people. And they want to really know more and more about that. But I, you know, I'm very selective who I talk to because, again, it's not for everybody. There's a pretty select audience here. A lot of my audience is pretty deep in. And that's why it actually kind of makes me nervous to come into these subjects. I've tried to distance myself from them because there is so yeah. much talk. There is so much confusion. And I frankly don't know. <laughs> I like to stick to what I okay. know and what I can confirm. But obviously, we are all super interested. But we, we can take this slow. And I'm interested now, too. So you started with masonry and you started <laughs> learning, learning these teachings and now started applying it to the self and started getting into the spiritual side of things and then became a healer. Is that the sequence? Yeah. What happened was, is I was over um, across the country in India studying with some of the shamans and the different priesthood that is there. Then I went to uh, Cambodia. As I was in Cambodia, I, they told me that I had a family member back in the United States that was sick and they need, they were on the deathbed. And I said, well, am I coming back as a, uh, a priest or am I coming back as a medical physician? And at that time, I was really, really into my esoteric uh, teachings. And so after I decided to come back as a, a physician, that's when everything began to break as a slash holistic killer slash uh, a priest. 
the young lady was weighing 500 pounds and I came in with the holistic part and I took 300 pounds off of her in two and a half months. How many pounds? 300. Jeez. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. a, it can go right over the head. That's a lot of weight. That's, too that's a lot of weight. You're, you're right. It's a lot of weight. And what I, uh, and a lot of it is uh, knowing the spiritual part of, uh, of who she was. The um, Again, I deal in astrology, the esoteric uh, uh, part of her spirituality. Um, when I say the esoteric part, I mean, what does she believe in? What has the universe given to her and how she feels about her health and her ways. So there was a, there was really a borderline on how I should approach her medical condition as well as her spirituality, because everybody is not ready for these hieroglyphs. See, I, I read and write hieroglyphs, ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs. Um, I'm probably, well, not probably, I know and they know that I'm the only one within, I don't know, 3,000 square miles of myself that writes ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs that heals people. What do you mean it heals people? Like this is, and, and by the way, I'm not coming in here as a skeptic, but I'm, I'm coming in here as somebody, I, I've been learning a lot about um, radiation and frequency and shapes. You guys have shapes behind you, you sacred shapes. Well, I'm even learning that some of these sacred yeah. shapes, regardless of the material they're made from, actually has an effect in repelling EMF, for example, and actually has healing powers on its own, for example. And I could tell many stories about this. I'm aware that just uh, some odd material, you, uh, some odd shape, you might not think it would have any power over somebody, but it absolutely could. C can you explain this? Is this? Am I on the right track here and thinking this is how words uh, could translate into a healing uh, sort of energy? Well, what, what it is, is that you have to really go in depth with the uh, individual's belief. See, because you, uh, you can have a person that has a whole different belief system and may not believe when, you, when I come in with the hieroglyphs that I'm able to help them. And once I get them into a mental state of belief of that they can really heal themselves, then I begin to write the hieroglyphs on their pathway and their energy. I sit down with them on a consultation and it works out very well for me because I know what I know and I've been around the people that has uh, taught me the right way to heal people, the right way to disperse the knowledge to them. Again, it's a very it's a very touchy subject because you're dealing with a belief system, but you're also dealing with a medical system. If you understand what I'm saying. Oh, I do. I'm in the alternative okay. health business, so, so get, I, yeah, we're up so against. You get, a, you, get a, you get a little bit of blowback, and that's why I kind of be still and again selective of what I say. I helped a young boy at the uh, children's hospital here with brain tumors. And again, a lot of it has to do with getting to know the individual. And especially with children, you know, they really don't have no beliefs except from what their parents give them. And so to, to write down or to begin to write hieroglyphs that will not affect them in the long run, but just able to heal them on the foundation, I call it the foundation in which they're on, 
I say it's quite refreshing to me um, to be able to do what I do. I should say it like that. Well, I know for a fact no. that the uh, the whole, and I don't mean to, to downgrade what you're doing here, but the entire faith healing genre has some of the most incredible stories and cases out of anything, right? There, miracles happen with nutrition all the time, sure, but it's mostly gradual improvement, right? People gradually get worse and worse over years and, and we change the nutrition and then they gradually get better and better until they're, they're doing fine. And that's great. But that's not that dramatic, right? Whereas in the belief, operating on belief, there are stories of people with brains that were mush and, you know, prayer was used to bring them back. I mean, there's just incredible things that you don't see really in any other realm of the alternative healing world. Acupuncture isn't going to do some of these things that, that belief alone can do. I would like it if you could back up a little bit. How much of this healing has okay. to do with Freemasonry? And I know we're, we're splitting two topics at once here, but this is you okay. and, and your life. And you don't sound like I would expect a Mason to sound. And when you're talking about a, a cult and, it, you know, what, what exactly does this mean? Is there a normal part of Freemasonry and then an occult? Is, is that a different world? How do you first get into it? What's up? What's the story? Well, I uh, became a, a Mason at a very young age. My father... Uh, was a Mason. My grandfather uh, was a Mason also. I came into Masonry as soon as I got out of high school. And it took me a lot of it took me a lot of places. I was playing football, played semi pro football for a while. And I got a, got a chance to meet some people. What happened was I was working for Chrysler in Detroit, uh, Michigan, and I was on Woodard, Woodward uh, downtown and walking. And these ladies came up to me. They had some funny names at the time. One was called Sister Wisdom, uh, Sister Truth, and another one was Understanding, uh, Sister uh, Prudence. And they just walked past me when they were handing out pamphlets. And one of them said, young man, do you want one of these pamphlets? And I said, you know, yes. And then when I reached out, she grabbed my hand and she jumped back and she goes, oh, Wow, you you very spiritual, and, and me, I I didn't know. I was, I said, oh yeah, okay. And she says, are you into any uh, type of uh, spiritual teachings or anything like that? I said, no. I said, uh, I work for Chrysler. I'm a production supervisor. And she goes, uh, yeah, you're very very young to be. I said, well, you know, I had a little bit of college, and and this is you know this is what I do. And they took me to go meet an individual. Uh, he was uh, 33rd uh, degree Mason. Uh, we began to sit down and uh, talk, and I liked what they were like what they were saying, and I, I just knew that there was more to it than just that. There, I knew that there was more knowledge that I had to uh, acquire. I knew that what they were saying and what they were trying to teach it was more than just that, and. Me being an African-American here in America, it's like uh, I thought there was going to be a stopping point, and I found out that there wasn't. And one of the uh, brothers had pulled me to the side, and he said that if you allow your skin color to stop you from getting this knowledge, then you may not want to go along this path. 
So once I decided, no, this is what I want to want to do. I, I want this knowledge, and I reached that that pinnacle. Then I began to travel. I knew that the that masonry just wasn't stationed over here, and so I began to travel throughout Egypt. And that's when I uh, did my first enlightenment. That's when I did my, um, uh, you should say, uh, first uh, spiritual, uh, spiritual quest. And from there, I went and studied with the priesthood, the Dogon priesthood, over in West Africa. And I've been initiated. Well, I've been initiated in like uh, one, two, three, about eight different orders, and uh, of Freemasonry. They say I'm a dual. I'm a dual brother. Uh, Scottish right and York right. So, yeah, I, 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 I can go down that tree real deep with you when it comes to that masonry. Uh, it's interesting. You see, you're like a mason athlete collecting medals. And <laughs> let me say that I don't think people typically think of it as a learning system. You know, again, people are talking about mason, mason sonic symbols uh, on like MTV and and you know, the award shows and all this stuff where funky stuff is happening and, and all these, we're saying cultural manipulations, I think is a good word. These Masonic symbols are thrown in there. And I know a lot of people go directly towards blaming the Masons. I want to get deeper into that because I personally do think there's there's more to it. But you're talking about learning. Yes. You're talking about you're talking about learning. What? So, yes, is it more about that's, the learning or the I doing? For me, it was more about the learning. See, because I saw masonry as a stepping stool into self-knowledge. So when I got into masonry, I, I, I saw that, hey, this can be good for self-knowledge, and it also can be bad also. It can hinder you. It all depends on what you practice and how you practice masonry. See, you got different sets of masonry also. And each set is different. Like the African-American Freemasonry is different from the the European masonry, because the African masonry, they don't practice the occult masonry. See, and the only time you get that occult masonry is when you're up in those higher degrees. And even then, we're very selective on who we talk to, because again, in masonry, we say you got speculative masons and you got operative masons. Hmm. Okay. A speculated mason is someone that is that takes signs and symbols and use them to further their education or further their knowledge. Then you have the operated masons that goes around and build the physical structures, churches and buildings. So once you come into the masonry, you have to find out what you want and what you want it to do for you. And the times, these times now, it's different because you have a lot of people that's getting into masonry for the wrong reason. This is what really alienates them away from the truth. And since they, and since they cannot really uh, grasp the concept of the learning of masonry, you know, where, it, you know, you take, a, you take a young man and you make him a better man, you stretch him along that plumb line as we call it. And on that plumb line, somewhere down there, as he is uh, grasping the knowledge, he should be able to find himself really still and steady in the craft of masonry. Masonry is only a stepping stool into self-knowledge. 
that is it. They're, they're, you, you can practice it all you want, but if you're not doing it for yourself to enrich yourself, your spiritual self, your mind, your body, your soul, then I tell people, you, you know, just go your just go your own way because the craft is not for you. So I was under the impression that you weren't actually like allowed to talk about the actual teachings themselves, or is this more just like a guideline or, or people just don't want to talk about it to the uninitiated? Um, what is an initiated? Uh, we get initiated when we come out of our mother's womb. So truly, what is an initiation? It's nothing but a word. You know, we can talk about this all, all day long, but you can go on the internet and pick up Freemasonry and learn the signs and symbols. But the, the, the deeper part is when you actually open up that door. Right, the knowledge is there, but it's all about your intention. So what is up with the signs and symbols? Is that a foundation of the knowledge here that we're talking about? The signs and symbols of, of Freemasonry allows you to travel. We are able to tra travel throughout the world on a penny. And on a penny. Everybody's listening. On a penny, brother. <laughs> That's how we do things. Anybody listening, they know. There's, there's, there's perks to being a Mason. Yes, everything that you hear about, anything that you see about, oh, Freemasons, our Masons, they were able to do this, or Masons are able to do that. It's who you know, and it's what you know. Because when the time is ready for you to be tested, and you're out there in the world, and you're trying to get somewhere, you got to know what you know. I can attest to that because... When I was coming back and they dropped me off in Washington, D.C., I had to make myself all the way out to California. As a test? No, no, not as a test. I said I'm a testimony to being able to travel as being a Mason. And once I knock on the door, the door is open. How's that? So it's like a, it's like a movie, kind of. It's like people are kind of uh, describing it, that you're in the club and people know this. <laughs> So the, so they what? Yeah, they yeah. Give you free things? Yeah, they they, they know they, they they know who I am because of the ring, because See, of the signs, because of the handshake, because it don't have you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be because of the ring, brother. It, it it can be just a little word that I say that those that's up there in the higher degrees know. So these these higher degree people, but. And I, I don't mean, I'm just kind of having fun with this. I'm interested. You can ask. Me I, I'm not expecting the uh, the guy working the desk at the hotel or something. I'm not expecting him to be a high level Mason. Right. So I'm just wondering how, how you do get recognized. Is it only because you're traveling in higher level places or, you know, every, as you go about the regular world, are uh, there Masons everywhere? We, we are everywhere. I, I can make one, I can wait one phone call and that phone call goes to another city and that, that phone call goes to another city and then they'll let me know, hey, we're, we're waiting for you. If I go to an airport and I'm stuck, I know a sign and symbol that I can do and somebody would be right there to my side. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know that if I'm, uh, I don't get in trouble, but if, if I know that there's any type of, uh, uh, problem that I can make a sign and symbol. I know that there's a highway patrolman there. Yeah, I know what to say on 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 the phones and stuff. So yeah, 
Right, because as we've seen, as as internet exposes and the knowledge is spread out, you see there are handshakes, there are words, there are signs, there are are uh, um, ways to let people know that you know certain things, and if they know, they'll understand, and if they don't, then they won't, and you'll know that they don't. So it can it can get pretty confusing pretty quick. I mean, the use of the signs here does this mean that the the truth is being told, or does this mean that something is being hidden? Is that too simplistic of a question altogether? Are these signs what, what and symbols? Do you mean? No, nothing, simplicity, nothing simplicity for me, brother. Yeah, I write hieroglyphs. Yeah, let's just yeah, we can yeah, that's that's the only reason why I, I am I am recognizing in the circle in which I am in. See, I I didn't I d I didn't been in Mexico. I didn't I didn't been with the shamans there in Peru and 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 studying with them for months at a time to, just to gain the knowledge so yeah it, it is uh it's it, it's something that you gotta that you have to want uh for yourself so i'm getting the impression that you can use this knowledge for yourself or use it for self-enrichment instead of self-enlightenment which might mean doing some bad things in the world is there any yeah. truth to the idea that the Masons are directly, indirectly, or intimately, or whatever, involved in this cultural manipulation thing that we have going on? And before you answer, I'd like, to, I'd like to just put something on the table, because I've been interested in this lately. So for many years in the conspiracy world, sort of near the deep end, you know, the far right, sort of, so to speak, we often find people blaming okay. the Jews for a lot of the world's okay. problems and so on and so on. And then the Freemasons kind of get caught in the same conversation of classes or, or types of groups, clubs of people that have gotten together to sort of control the monetary markets. And, you know, the old saying Jews control Hollywood and all this stuff. And I know there's quite a lot of, of truth here, but more recently I was exposed to this author, Johnny Carucci, Giovanni Sarucci, sorry, with a big old book here called The Disciples of Ra. And apparently his other books are also big old books here. But basically, this big book kind of convinced me that the Jews are just being blamed by the Jesuits. The Jesuits are, are really the ones in control. Roman Catholic, the Holy Roman Empire, basically. And this ties into another part of the conspiracy world and hidden history. And I've been saying for at least a couple of years now that I believe we live still in the Roman Empire, Second Roman Empire or whatever. We never moved on from that. A lot of history has been manipulated and so on and so on. But it, it kind of is always coming back now, recently in my mind, it's always coming back to the Jesuits. So my, my real question for you here, this whole world domination thing, this whole you know Agenda 21, World Health Organization, 15-minute cities, all this stuff that we keep hearing these you know, social credit systems in China, like this conspiracy that we're, we're going towards this uh, socialist dystopia in, in the name of our own good sort of thing. What is the Masonic mm -hmm. role here? Why do we see Masonic symbols throughout a lot of these propaganda campaigns? Well, again, signs and symbols are for the conscious minds. If you're not conscious of the signs and symbols, how can you pick up on anything? What will, what will you know? I can walk past and do a sign across my leg and no one's not going to know. But when you get into the, 
the acting, when you get into Hollywood, when you get into the music, these are these individuals to 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 climb that ladder that they're in, they have to know those signs and symbols. And they get into the practice the wrong reason in the wrong way. Yes, a lot of people would like to blame the, the Jews and all that, but they didn't bring this out. This was the, you know, this these this Masonic stuff's been here for thousands of years, dating back all the way to the Egyptians, the Chemites. I mean, if you want to talk about how Masons move inside Hollywood or how Masons move in the music industry, then you, you know, you're opening up a whole different door because very few are selected into that door. Very few are selected into that room. You know, me, I've just been fortunate to be selected into that room. And it's not because of my nationality it's because of the knowledge that i know the places that i've been the handshakes that i've been i don't know it's 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 that yes it is a very hard hard subject to talk about rather because it covers freemasonry our masonry covers a lot of ground especially a lot of political what is the purpose of Masons being involved in all these different aspects of society, especially on the cultural level. Level, like, aren't they a control. club that's kind of about themselves? Control. Or, or... Control. But why control? control? And why can some choose to be a part of this control thing and others not? What, what's up? What's the difference? Is it different? Power. Different clubs, different lodges do do different things. Power. Freemasonry is a tool that individuals use to get something that they know that they're going to use for bad. How's that? See, if I get into something that, and and inside my head, I want the power, I want the knowledge, I want the power so I can go out and go into courtroom and do a sign and symbol, or I can fold this $50 bill and make it into a ring and walk off the car lot with a brand new car. It's for the power so you, you know, we, you didn't join for the power, though. You're saying you joined for the knowledge. No, I, 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 I drew it for for knowledge. Yeah, I, I'm about that knowledge. I'm about that self knowledge, and I, I'm about learning what that knowledge can do for me as well as do for other people. Freemasonry was just a stepping stone for me. That was it. It definitely sounds like you're onto bigger things. So, are you in conflict with? Freemasonry at this point? Um, I, there's some things that I, I, I disagree with in Freemasonry. There's, yeah, there's some, there's some things that I, I do disagree with. Such as um, what? Uh, some, uh, some of the practices. Like, are, are we talking um, real dark here? Like, is this real? Are we talking I'm blood talking sacrifices? I'm talking about as dark as you can get. Been there, done that, brother. I told you I was a, I was the grand deputy of the state of California. I was over uh, I was over thirteen thousand individuals. I, I was the grand lecturer. How's that? And this was I a long time ago. This wasn't a long time ago. This is uh, two thousand six. So you're okay talking about this now? Could, could could you walk us through as much as you could tell us? Well, I I I. I, I I would have to repeat myself again. I write hieroglyphs. There's not too much of things out here that's going to scare me. I write hieroglyphs. 
I don't know how far that really uh, goes down inside your psyche. Well, let's jump there then. You, you keep mentioning Egypt. This okay. is one of the first things I wrote down. You're an Egyptian priest. You said Freemasonry comes from Egyptian teaching. Okay, can you crack, can you crack that open for us? What, what do you mean? Yeah. Well, when you speak of the, the Egyptian alchemy or Egyptian, we don't call it Freemason. We call it the Skeptum. And the, the Skeptum is the, the sacred, scared information in which is laid out for those that are walking that path, that Egyptian priesthood path. How did Freemasonry come from Egypt? And how long ago was this? It depends on if you want to go into the, the, the Greeks, how they, you know, began to uh, filter into Egypt after taking over there. Or do you want to go further back? How far down the rabbit hole, as you say, do you want to go? I'm ready See, to go as, as you... deep as you like, as deep as we can, okay. as deep as you'll take okay. us. All right. When we deal with the, uh, uh, the Egyptian uh, masonry, we are dealing with an art form. Uh, the Egyptians was the first to do the metaphysics and the esoteric, and which people really don't uh, believe, but they, those that is in the circle know where it all came from. This, this knowledge was mainly for a set people or for, a, a, I should say, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm going real selective with my words because when you get into this, the Egyptian craft, it's only for certain, certain people. And again, like I said, I just came off 12 years of silence. Uh, I, I, I operate up under the uh, Thoth, with the, which is an Egyptian god of knowledge. Um, there's a lot of organizations out there that still feel that they have the knowledge. In all, in all actuality, they don't. My thing is that if you're going to speak on the Egyptian masonry or anything claiming to be Egyptian... You must first understand its writings. You must first understand the purpose of their writings, which is their four different types of writings. So uh, uh, with saying that, um, I am in possession of all 42 books of Thoth, all 42 books of learning, all 42 books of medicine, uh, of the books dealing with the healing of the body, healing with the mind. I have all those books as, as well as the talisman. The talisman actually is 12 feet uh, long, and that's a book, and it's all silver. I did bring part of it with me. I did get a chance to hang it because there's a lot of prayers that goes along with hanging that talisman, but I do have it sitting in the uh, pyramid next to me. So you, you use the word metaphysics, Met metaphysics. Yeah. What exactly does this mean in ancient Egyptian time? Does it mean something different than now? What, what does it mean now? What are we talking about? We're talking about the the the, the privacy of, of uh, what we call the privacy of knowledge. We we look at what is around us and how we can use that energy 
around us to better our knowledge and our understanding of that which we cannot see. How's that? We're talking energy fields. We're, talk we're talking. We're talking energy fields. We're talking meditation. Uh, we're talking certain rituals that is done daily. We're talking about the discovery of uh, of your whole body, what your what your body is alchemated to. See, and I also teach that part of uh, of alchemy. Um, I, I I teach the Kabbalah. Uh, there's a lot of things that I teach that goes along with this hidden knowledge. And that's basically what it is. You have the esoteric and the exoteric. You know, some is meant for people and the other is not. How come? You have the How, why, why is any knowledge hidden? Is there something that we, if we knew it, we, we wouldn't be able to go on? Would society crumble? Would it just blow people's minds? Would they lose faith uh, to their religions? If you know the truth, the truth shall set you free. How's that one? But then why so is it hidden? You, if, Should we not be free? Or you said earlier, you know, we're, well, they what want I'm, to control what us. Some people, some people doesn't gravitate to the truth like others. It's not meant for everyone to have a million dollars. Some do, some don't. It's not meant for everyone to be on this path. So if you are searching for the path, you will find it. But sometimes that you, if you're looking, the path normally finds you, see? And you really have to understand what the path will do for you, not what you can do for the path. You can, you can do nothing for the path. You can't enlighten the path because the path is already enlightened, if that's understandable. So, yeah, the truth isn't for everyone. Um, a, a little small scripture that's inside the, believe, inside the Bible, it says, he told his disciples, his disciples asked him, good master, why do you speak to us in, in truth and you speak to others in parables? He said, it's not meant for everyone to have the secrets to the kingdom of heaven. So that right there lets you know that it's not meant for everyone to have the truth. Some people get the truth the wrong way. Some people go out and, again, they go to extremes to get it. They pay for it. Uh, a lot of Freemasons that's, that are 33rds, they're not really 33rds. They went out and paid for it because they had the money. And they want the accolades to go, go being with the 33rd. But when they come against somebody that have studied and been there and start asking questions, then they can't answer the questions. So the the only the truth will set you free if you are searching for it, if you if you are drawn to it. And a lot of that, ha that's why I do astrology. A lot of that has to do with your astrology. That's why Freemason is with inside the temple is built around astrology. The temple is made up of the 12 signs of astrology and even more. Why is that? Can you? Can you tell us more about the importance of, of astrology? Were they using this in Egypt? Yes. Yes. Well, uh, of course we was using it in Egypt because every temple that is in Egypt is done through astrology. When we, when we talk about astrology, we have to go back and ask, well, why is this person acting the way they're acting? Well, a lot of it has to do with their astrology chart, the day that they were born, the month that they were born in, 
once you master that, I feel and I teach that you have mastered that that part of the umbrella of the hidden knowledge. See, what I did for me, this is just for me. What I did, I took the fig leaf off the off the hidden parts that they was trying to keep secret. I didn't confine myself to the African part of Freemasonry, the African part of knowledge. I wanted to learn that that what that knowledge was going to be in in India. I wanted to know what that knowledge was going to be in the China masonry. I wanted to know what that knowledge was going to be in Cambodia. I wanted to know what that knowledge was going to be in Germany. I wanted to know what that knowledge was going to be in Canada, in Mexico. So I made sure that I had a surrounding, or I should say I submerged myself in that hidden knowledge that most people would not go after. And it helped me to get a little closer, I should say, as a masonry say, to the light. Because in masonry, in the very beginning, you are brought in into darkness first. And then later on, you are brought to the light. Well, my thing was, how can you bring someone to the light when you yourself haven't traveled to receive the light? So for me, they're just as ignorant as coming in as being an inner apprentice. I wouldn't care how far you traveled up the tree on both sides. If you are not practicing a righteous way of healing people mentally, physically, and spiritually, then that masonry is nothing. So what do you so think about I, it, this uh, knowledge being used for bad then? Because uh, this Egyptian symbolism, too, is uh, commonly what we see in entertainment, right? They, they're throwing in these Egyptian symbols, too. And people are saying, oh, it's Masonic, it's Masonic. But they throwing in an Egyptian symbol thinking that they're able to open up that third eye on people and to get them to follow them. For, see, for they, bad, they, follow them into darkness. For bad, yes. Oh, for, for bad, yes. The darkness, you don't, um, I, I, I tell people that you don't want to get into Freemasonry for the power because it's going to take you down a dark road that you're not going to be able to come back from mentally. And this is, we're talking about child sacrifices and stuff, right? We're talking about deals with the devil. Uh, that those, are, those are sacrifices that some organizations do. And it's not something that they, I should say, have in practice at this time. They're more going towards our, our children to manipulate their mind, to get them further away from the truth to where they're not able to heal themselves spiritually, mentally, and physically. What is the purpose of um, keeping you know, the civil civilian world sort of under the thumb. Do, do they require, I guess, a working class still? Yes. When you get higher up there, it's, um, it's something not to play with. How's that? What do you mean? Something not to play with is that you don't go around claiming or talking about masonry if it's not with the brothers. That's how some people view it because they want to keep them deaf, dumb, and blind. And the mass, is, the mass 
signs and symbols in which they throw out there, a lot of the people are ignorant of it. Then when they do a sign and symbol, the people that do know the sign and symbol, they know how to move with inside that sign and that symbol and what to do with it. It's for a certain elite people. I, I make a lot of content. And one of the videos that I made, it was called Wag the Dog Theory. I don't know if you're familiar with <laughs> The 1997 movie Wag the Dog, where they basically you know they fake a war with Maybe. Albania to uh, avoid a sex scandal. Now, I made a sort of a documentary claiming that uh, a lot of the news around COVID 2020 was all fake and stuff. YouTube pulled that video, so I made a, its own website, wagthedogtheory.com. Long story short, I've made three installments now, and a lot of it is about what I consider fake events fake shootings, just other fake news events. And one of the connections, of course, obviously, or at least even one of the signs that tells us the truth or community, we call ourselves, that this is fake is seeing those 33s everywhere, right? Seeing the signs and symbols everywhere. Is is this a real thing? Are events and stories and wars and is this stuff faked in order to control a narrative? And I'm throwing in one other question here. I don't want to want you to take as much time as you want in answering them. But I'm wondering about this club of controllers. You know, you're saying you could use the knowledge for good or for evil, but this club of controllers doesn't seem to be just Masons. They use a lot of Mason signs, but like there's women celebrities doing these signs and stuff. Like I thought women weren't even supposed to be involved, right? There's some Jews. Some of them are Roman Catholics. Like you're saying, some of them are Africans. Like you're a black guy from Detroit, right? So it's like, what is the boundaries of this club? Do they intermingle with other clubs for this larger purpose of control or, or, or what? What is going on here with these fake events and, and, you know, the Mason symbols obviously being all throughout the media and news and all, all this stuff? This is a huge, huge effort. Is it really all just about controlling us? Yes. Getting those that are ready on the same page. Mainly now they're focusing on Again, any ages between 23, 23 to uh, 32 is, uh, is the main uh, goal now in, in, in between that session, or I should say in between those pylons. See, when you, when you mentioned that dog, it, it brought a smile to me because in masonry, we say, have you seen uh, our, our dog with a little red bow tie and see that's a, that's a, that's a symbol i mean that's a wording for those that are listening they know what that means what does it mean well have you seen a lot of the uh, the movies that's going around now uh, you see a lot of red in them uh, well, uh, especially the red shoes <laughs> yeah that's your nice templar degree that means that they're uh, getting ready to slice things when you see stuff like that. Slice? The meanings of that. Slice things, meaning that they're putting things in places. Some things got to go and some things can stay. It's like taking a slice of a pie. One minute you have a whole pie, then the next minute you have a, a half a pie or a quarter of a pie. Well, that's the same thing when we talk about those red shoes or the, the little dog with the little red bow tie around his neck. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. And it has to change quickly. And if you are at that 33rd degree, we know that everything freezes at what degree? 
32. You're talking Fahrenheit. Thaw- You're talking temperatures? Temperatures. Okay. I'm Canadian, so. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, and, wait and a minute. It thaws, it thaws out, and it thaws out at 33 degrees. Mm. Okay. So the 33rd degree of masonry is really a, 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 a degree that it's an honorary degree. That's all it is. So the signs and symbols that you see in movies, the 33 degree, those are those are letting people to letting people know that the movement and direction in which they're headed. Which is it always bad? Is it always a bad direction? It all depends on who is putting the content out. I have so many questions that come to mind. I just want to fire yeah. off questions, but I, I feel like I want a huge answer for each one of these questions, too. But um, do the, this Mason, this plan, don't know how involved yourself with it you are, but you seem aware of it. This plan, this control, this world domination thing, this world that I'm they aware. paint, this uh, 15 minute city, you know, nobody owns everything, anything, but you'll be happy. Is this really the world that they want? Do they expect to live in this world separately? It's just us peasants that have to live in that world. Why do they want a they're, dystopia? Is this conscious? Do they think they're doing a good thing? Well, there you you have to look at the, the future and you have to know their plan. And that plan comes from a very, very, very high hierarchy, a very high dark place that even I am not allowed to talk about. Is this beyond what we would think of as human? Is there anything else involved here? Is there any truth to this reptilian or grays or whatever? Oh, I don't, I don't go through all, I don't go in all, all that. Um, my, my, my spirituality doesn't allow me to think about something or a substance outside of the, you know, human nature. I've born from a mother and uh, and, I, and a father and, and that's it <laughs> so you don't th- you don't see anything metaphysical in that sense beyond human no. no so that's good to know this power that can be wielded by something like hieroglyphs which i would love for you to tell us more about this is all human this is all us playing with with the energies and the powers that exist within this realm yeah yes everything is deal within side this realm until you go to a higher state of consciousness. And a lot of things, if, in order to go through that higher state of consciousness, your mind has, has to be ready. You yourself have to be ready. You don't sit back and just read books and think that you can all of a sudden use this vasant and this knowledge. This is not a, a, a self-initiation when it comes to this type of craft. You know, what they're what they're doing is trying to initiate people on a higher platform in which you may not be able to see. See, their signs and symbols are the eye is very the mind picks up on a lot of things. And if you're not conscious or if you're not taught how to pick up on those, then you just stay blinded. You look you look at a movie, be like, oh, that's nothing. Oh, you look at um, Star Wars and say, oh. That's nothing, Mr. Lucas. Ah, that's just a, a symbol that he put out there. <laughs> or, or these newer uh, uh, shows that are, are, are that are coming out, these superheroes. What is that doing to our children psychologically? 
we we dress them up as Batman and and we dress them up as these superheroes. And inside their mind, yeah, they, they want to feel like they're superhero. But when the reality sets in, they're not superheroes. Really, they're they're not superheroes because they're not being taught there at their house how to understand the signs and symbols and what those signs and symbols really mean. You know, what, what does Batman means? What does Superman means to the conscious mind? What, what does you, it mean? Is it, is it a, a false hope or something? Is it no, you can't unlock always, your own power in a fantasy? A, there's always a hero inside of everybody. And when you are taught the right path to that, that human nature, that, that, that talk with that, that, that energy that's in you, that you're able to do things. Uh, let's take the lady, for instance, that her baby got trapped up under the Volkswagen bug. She went over there and picked the bug up. She picked the car up. Mm-hmm. So when you have things like that, you have to understand that you're tapping into a source and you're tapping into an energy. But you yourself, after it's done, you still got to believe it. You actually did it. Well, how can I do it again? Most does, people can't do it. Does this knowledge, this this power, this this elevated state, does this bring you to the next world? I, I know I'm jumping on topics here, but like, so there, there's a belief. Let me throw another question yeah. in here, sort of. The, okay. It sounds like Freemasonry, from what I've read and from listening to you and, and others, it sounds like it's sort of like a religion itself that has elements of Egyptian. And you're saying it, you know, it even stems from Egyptian. But you've also, it, it's largely seen as a Christian sort of organization as well, right? But then, of course, like I said, there's, there's Jews involved too. And so is this a religion that's sort of like beyond the other religions? Do you guys know something that the other religions don't? Like, do you guys use the same source material? Is, is this knowledge through the the bible as well is there elements of truth and all of it does this knowledge bring you to another life in the next world do we have to keep living on this world do we reincarnate on this world uh until we have this knowledge that's what some people say what's up here until you're able to free your mind freemasonry is not a religion as as one would think it is freemasonry practices certain religious beliefs they take their oath on the it all depends on what nationality you are you know some take their oath on the bible some take their oath on the quran and from from that you begin to find out and search out what you are meant to be in this life as you live right now masonry taught wrong can take you to a dark place and you will never come back. I will say that again. Masonry taught wrong will take you to a dark place and you will never come back. It seems like that's the more popular version of it. Yeah, because everyone wants that power. Everyone thinks that they, that, oh, I become a Freemason. Now I got this power. I can do this. I can do that. And that's not the, that's not even close to the truth. But they try, no? But they do try, but most fail. Matter of fact, they all fail. So because you, you speak of Freemasonry as a stepping stone in, in your own life, but 
I'm just wondering how central it is to this cabal, so to speak. You, you know, you mentioned studying the Kabbalah. Yes. We call it we call it the cabal. This this you know loosely. Well, they're they're connected, but they don't seem to be the same thing. Like I said, some of them are, are Masons. Some of them, you know, they got these trilateral commission and all the, all these different commission, all these different groups. Is there a an, a thing, a belief system beyond Freemasonry? Is Freemasonry sort of just a front for this, or is Freemasonry really the thing that's holding all this together? No, there's 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 powers at be. Um, when you speak of Freemasonry, uh, we, me, individual, I look at it as a lesser. Those are lesser degrees to me. Those are those are degrees that a person can tell me I'm a 33rd degree. Okay, well, I'm a 33rd degree too. So now since we got past that 33rd degree, what has those degrees done for you? Or what has being a 33rd done for you? Or you being a 33rd, are you really being an illusionist? Are you being a deceptive person being a 33rd? And this is what you see out there. You see a lot of individuals, ethnicity groups, that want to hold on to that power for their own purpose. Like, again, like I said, there's people in high places that control certain things. They can shut you down so quick overnight that you won't even have a chance to breathe. Do you think it's a good no. thing that they have this I power? No, I think everyone should have the free will. Everyone should practice what they want to practice. Everyone should be able to uh, love themselves, be harmony with themselves. I don't believe in the illusions and deceptions. If I don't, I don't believe that. You know, even though you're you're a baby, you still gotta crawl before you walk. But as a grown man, as a grown woman. Don't don't feed me the little pebbles. Give me the big rock. I, I I can take it. And what they do is they just hold you back to get more out of you. Uh, it's like a leash on an individual coming out of a pool. That leash is on them, and they just suck in the blood. Literally, in some cases, maybe. Literally, no, really, literally. So why do they I, believe I, that? I, where does a... where does that come from? Is, is this is this adrenochrome thing real? Is this a real thing? They will. They 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 do it because they can. They do it because they're powerful. They believe in it that it works. They believe it gives them more power. No, they 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 want to control. It's about it's about control. It's it's, it's about it's about control. I mean, you can take any in any government that has a president or whatever. That president's in control. He pushed one button. He, he's in control. Not the not the people up under him. He's in control. So you got you got people in those higher rooms that's in control. Is this in every country? This is in every country. North Korea, I mean, could, everything. Every country, North Korea got some of the studied masons that there are in the world. So this is beyond they communism really, and everything, too. Is is communism oh, just sort of a, a front and part of the plan? That's that's more. That's just a front. That's just a front. Masonry, masons are all over the world, up under rocks. Huh. <laughs> Turner, you turn over a rock. There's a mason there that knows the sign and symbol. A mason will never get stranded on this world, on this rock that we live on. 
Do you guys know something about this rock that we live on that we don't? <laughs> well, I put it like this. Some of your best sciences were Masons. Tesla. We can keep on going down the line. Newton. Definitely. We can keep yeah. on naming them. Yeah. So they're looking for the insight. They want that control. Who wouldn't, if you have a brilliant mind, who wouldn't want to come and get you? Okay. So when we speak of any type of governmental department, they're, they're all Masons. They are recognized and they, they take that 45-day uh, course of knowing signs and symbols and how to get around. This is something that you must know. Another question here. So uh, uh -huh. we're talking about astrology. Well, there's been uh, okay. not so much of a debate, but people have been talking about the shape of the earth, the flat earth theory and all this stuff. Uh, lively debate since 2015, at least. That's when I started paying attention to it. One of the things that got me was, hey, this uh, the stars that we see in the sky every night that rotate around Sirius, the North Star, uh, the, the fact that they do rotate in a circle shows us that uh, this most likely is not a ball in space. So astrology didn't seem to make sense, but astrology, it has always gotten me, you know, I used to think that, oh, I'm a Scorpio and I'm just a jerk because I'm born in the uh, winter. That's why Scorpios are jerks. But a Sagittarius is not, uh, you know, they're born right after and they're not. And I went to Australia and I'm like, well, a Scorpio in Australia is like the same here. So I actually do think that the clock above our heads kind of matters. It's, it's part of the settings, you know, when when we are born does seem to be an important factor in who we are. Can you enlighten us on this? A lot of people listening, they are deep end, like I said. Most of them do actually believe the Earth is flat. It's a very, very common uh, belief these days. And I know that pretty much everything we've ever been shown on TV is fake, including the moon landing and every other space thing. So what's up with this with this astrology and this Earth, this system? What, what aren't we told about okay. it? How many planets do we have out there? Let me question you. I'm not convinced that there are other bodies out there. All I know is that there are lights out there and some of them move a little bit differently. Okay, so you refer to them as lights? As, as far as I can tell, yeah. I will go along with that then. Okay, because they're bright, right? Well, they're wandering stars, they say, right? Okay. okay. So when we're inside of our mother's womb, we do that for nine months, ten months? Yes, yes. Nine, nine months, yeah. Okay. And as we are inside that womb, we are picking up on all astrological symbols. So when we are born, they say, oh, you are a Sagittarius. Well, if you count back those eight months, you picked up on all those qualities of those planets before you, all those traits. You ever been in a room with somebody, you say, oh, I just don't like that person. So many times. Oh, many times that their energy is different. Of course. Or I don't get along. I don't get along with this. You're a Scorpio, so I, I'm pretty sure it's kind of hard for you to have Leo friends. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sir. Yeah. There's a crash there. You understand Leo, but Leo don't understand you mm -hmm. because Leo didn't come through your sign. But you came through Leo's sign. Just like you don't understand Sagittarius or Capricorns. Hmm. Okay, you haven't, you, yeah, you didn't go through there. So is Sagittarius the wisest? 
No. Aries. Sagittarius is just the one that will that will keep you in line. Sagittarius, you a Scorpio, Sagittarius got your back, man. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Sagittarius shoot that arrow and it's going straight. It doesn't miss. Not unless there's some type of illusion and deception on their part growing up. So it's that's the, is there a plain English way to understand this? First of all, you, do you agree what what is above us? I, I I would ask you because I don't pretend to have knowledge. All I know is that I can just see videos and TV stuff that has been shown to us forever, and I just don't believe anything anymore. I just think everything is fake, you know. And all we see in the Bible is the the waters above and the waters below. You know, the firmament separating the waters from the waters. The lights in the sky look like they're being filtered through water. A lot of people are using high def cameras these days to zoom in on them. Right. They look like water. What's up? I practice. I practice it. It's not no doubt inside my mind what's above my head. I've learned to learn it. I've learned to trust in my uh, my intuition. So what is telepathy. it above us? There's a lot above us. Seen and unseen. You can't see nothing during the day because of what? The sun blocks everything out. But soon as the sun goes down, you can see everything. So... Mm -hmm. Does that mean that there's darkness present at all times or is there light present at all times? If you take every light off this planet, off this rock, there would be darkness, total darkness. So this is what? A dark planet with light. We created this light that's here, this physical, this, this, this man-made light. But the only light back in the day that was given was the was fire in which they made, or, or lightning, which they thought that was coming down from the gods, <laughs> or the sun or the moon. So dark is the default with some light. Most definitely. It's interesting, most, and most, I don't disagree. I, I believe this world is like 51% negative, 49% positive. If you don't swim against the tide, it, it pulls you out. Yes, but those are pulled out by, by the way you're taught. And yes, by the images that are, are given to you. You're not pulled one way or another way. You are pulled by the astrological sign of who and what you are. Now, when you put another person around you that is of different sign, then their thoughts persuades on you, if that makes any sense. Now you got a combative with an argument with inside yourself. Well, should I believe what this person's saying or should I believe myself? So that's where you get into these crazy relationships with other people. You can't able to see eye to eye because you're not on the same energy. You're not on the same wavelength. So how far down the rabbit hole can I go then? You can go all the way. I mean, like it's been eight years here since I would say the deep end of the conspiracy world has more or less unanimously agreed that, OK, the, the world is flat. This is a self-contained system. There's arguments on whether it's a snow globe or not, whether it's a disc shape or whether it's a inverted or and I mean, there's arguments about it. But it's actually a rare thing for me to encounter people who believe in the standard NASA version the Newtonian world, you know, as you mentioned, Newton was a Mason. This is uh, this is not not news to a lot of people. You know, we know that a lot of mm -hmm. these uh, high level 
theorists, the ones who gave us the picture of the world that we learn in our textbooks now, that they were Masons or Jesuits or involved in, in this uh, writing of the narrative. So what is up? Are, are they hiding the shape of the world, the type of the world? What type of world do we live in? Like you, you discarded the idea of higher beings or other beings. You know, you kind of said that this is humans using human energy, human power here. So what is this world? We can't be a rock tumbling through space with all this esoteric power built in. You mentioned the word telepathy. I believe in telepathy at ESP. I'm a big fan of Rupert Sheldrake. Don't know if you're familiar, but, uh, yes. I, you know, this can't exist on a Newtonian world to me, right? Instantaneous you know, transmission of thought and all this. This doesn't line up with standard physics. I, I do believe this is a frequency-based world. I would go as far as to say as you know, I'm fully on the simulation side, but as far as to say, it might be some kind of a video game. I don't know. Do you guys have answers here? Is, is it more or less than this? Again, it goes back to the individual's belief. See, I can say something and you may not believe it, but for me, in order to make a person believe, they got to be right there with you. They got to see it. And that's what this that's what they really teaching out here. You know, if I can touch it, if I can see it, then I can believe it. Well, you, you, when it comes to telepathy and clairvoyance, you can't see it or touch it, but you believe it exists. When you walk into a room and you can feel the energy of somebody else, you can, you, you can feel it. So you know that people's energy actually exists and there's some type of controlling in that. Now, when it comes to Freemasonry, when it comes to the Masons in the higher classes, now I don't, I'm not letting, I'm not saying that I'm in that higher class to be privileged to know certain things, but I am in a class that I'm privileged to know where to go find and ask the right questions to certain people. Have you asked this question before? What what are the yeah. planets? What is the sky? What, what, yeah. Is there a firmament? I have to ask that question to be able to understand the hieroglyphs. It's a hieroglyphs that that's totally what we call the metronetter. You know, those are those are spiritual signs and symbols that deals with the universe. You know, there's magic alchemy that is dealt in what I believe in. Alchemy, period, is a belief system to the practitioner that is trying to uh, learn his way around the cube, I should say. I've done learn. I, I've, I've been around the cube already. I've been. The, the, the cube I've is been, in the world. The cube is in the right, world. Yeah. Uh, serious? You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you got it. So I've been I've been around that cube plenty of times. I've been I have talked to the right people. I have been escorted out of rooms for talking certain things that people are not privileged to know. So I had to be shut down and shut up. Because for me, I believe that everyone should know what this world is about and how to define themselves in the world and how to find their place in this world in which we live on, which we live in 
and the frequencies that are given to us. In the Egyptian teachings, we have certain principles that govern our psyche. We also have certain metaphors that we use to stay in tune with the unseen. And what I mean by unseen, I'm not talking about some little angel that's trying to fall out the sky and you put wings on and say, here I am. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about everyday forces that you don't really understand or that you don't communicate with. And this is what a lot of the Freemasons in the higher echelon knows. They know these frequencies. They know these paths. They know the cube in which the cube is placed on. They know the dark energy of the cube. They know the tetragram of the cube. See, most people want to center their part on a pyramid, but actually it's the cube. It's what the pyramid sits on. You understand that one? Well, you're sitting beside a pyramid, and I'm going to yes. be posting this as, as audio. I may post a video as well, but for the audio listeners, you're also sitting in front of a decorative rug. It looks very Eastern. It's got the uh, sacred geometry circle in the middle. It's got a square around it, and it's got pillars on either side of it. I was going to ask about these pillars yeah. because, again, these are, these are very Eastern style here. You know, I would say even yes. Buddhist, Buddhist style, but these pillars come up. You even yes. mentioned earlier two pylons. You kind of just threw that phrase in uh, two pylons, two pillars. <laughs> are, are we talking about Boaz and, and uh, Joachim, yes. Joachim, Joachim? What, what is this? Boaz, you have the celestial world and you have the physical world. The celestial world is where you get your dreams from. The physical world is where you get your activity from by dreaming and dealing with the people around you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The celestial world doesn't need to be taught. You can't teach the celestial world nothing. It teaches you. You have no control of the celestial world. You only have control of the physical world. And you only have so much of that in control to where once you realize that you're in control of nothing, 
you're only in control of when you wake up in the morning or how you wake up in the morning, what you do throughout the day. And if some unseemly force comes around you or come upon you, you have to be able to deal with that force in 2.3 seconds. Now, if you're not taught how to deal with negative energy in 2.3 seconds, you will allow anger to get you. You will allow deception to get you. You will allow illusions to get you. And most of all, you allow the energy that's maybe right beside you to get you. So all this, all of this must be learned from a point to where you know that you're on the right path. See, for me, I don't worry about what's going on in the world. I worry about what's going on in the world right around me that which I know I have control of. Like, I may love to go over to Turkey or travel, but I was, you know, we're not in control of what happened over there. Devastation. And I, and I, for me, I pray all the time to, uh, for those people over there. So we must be in control of our immediate circle. And that's what I try to tell people. Our immediate circle is how far you can stretch out your hand and what you believe to know that helps you right then and there. You can be the best Buddhist. You can be the best monk. You can be the best Egyptian priest. You can be the best Jesuit priest. You can be the best shaman. But somewhere in your life, you will be tested by that dark side. So either... Whatever you were born in, you got to gravitate towards it or you got to move away from it. A lot of people gravitate towards negative because of the power. So there you have it at Freemasonry. Most people gravitate towards it because of the power. But Masonry is losing their, their steam. A lot of the lodges are shutting down now because people are getting old. And you just can't bring this new generation and start telling them any old thing. Do you think that's good for, for them? Should they? I think it's good. I, I, I think that some of that should be shut down. Yeah. So, there's a lot of young people, I mean, at least in the celebrity realm of things, too. Like, they bring in young rappers and stuff like this. and So this look, is all just... Look, to... what they have to look what they have to go through. These, these rappers and these singers, I mean, they almost damn near got to sell their soul. Are they considered actual Masons? Are they brought into Freemasonry or are they just recruited as puppets? They, they're, they're puppets on an underground temple, we should say. A 33rd degree Mason can make any person a Mason on the spot, right on the spot. So they can offer the opportunity anytime. They can they can give they can make you a mason right then and there, without going through the formalities. A little quick story on that. I, I was involved in a uh, in a lodge down in Los Angeles, California. They wanted me to be present for initiation of five. Uh, I'm sorry, six individuals. When I got there, I was an honorary guest. When I got there, I, I saw how they had the temple set up. I agreed with how they had the temple set up, and I when I took my seat. They started initiating, and, and I found out that, hey, 
the, the guy, they told the guy to take off his clothes at the altar. I was like, what? And I stood up and I said, uh, close down this altar, let the sun not shine in the room and let the darkness persuade through the white sheets. And so now they got to close down the whole lodge. So when they closed it down, I, I said, hey, this is, un, this, is, this is unacceptable. No man should be able to disgrace himself up here and you telling him to get naked to prove himself a man? No. So I walked out. I walk, uh, the next day I called their head person and I told them to shut down the lodge due to further investigation. Because you don't, you don't, that's something that, that's a practice that you just, uh, that's, that's ugly practice. That's a dark practice. So this is a misuse of masonry. That's a misuse of masonry. Anytime you abuse something like that or abuse somebody like that, that that's, that's, no, you don't, you don't do that. How come all. the rest of masonry doesn't step in then for a, a, a bunch of this stuff that's going on, a bunch of these manipulations, a bunch some, of these political there's things? There's some that do, and there's some that knows their place. See, there's a there's an outcome to all this. That's why I'm very selective what I say. So people like uh, Epstein, for example, was he taken out on purpose? Was he allowed to do this before? And then because it kind of got public, they shut it down. Was it just a disgrace before it was public? How do you think Epstein is living right now? Well, based on how you phrase the question, makes me think that he's alive yeah. and well, right? Ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. Ain't nothing wrong with him. And he wouldn't be he's the only one that isn't dead, no? He's, he's, he's making more money than all of us. He's, he's still making money. He's kicking back, man. Were the stories correct or were the stories just to create a story? Some is to create a story, but when you have witnesses, <laughs> the story is taken for what it is. It's not a story no more. It's facts. What if those witnesses are plants? Now, <laughs> you know a lot. You've been talking <laughs> to somebody up there. I don't know that much, man. Honestly, this would actually probably be my first real in-depth conversation with a okay. Mason about Masonry. I've talked to several, but okay. usually they're not going to open up at all. Some things are planted and some things are not. He abused one power and they needed him out the way. But that's for the Jewish community, though. See, I, I, know, where, I know when to speak and I know when not to speak. So if I was to alienate him right now or castrate him right now on things that I already know privately, then there would be a problem. You would have to ask, why did they call the meeting in Beverly Hills? Why did they call the meeting? They, 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 you got once you got to remove something that's going to make you a, that's going to make a dark spot on you, right? A red shoe. Okay. Are these red shoes so, really? Uh, people are saying they're made of like skinned children. Is this? Are we taking things too far? Uh, is the the darkness really as dark as as it said? It's dark. It's not too dark that an individual can't find its way out. But once you're in, once you do that that blood oath, once you sign those papers with semen, see, there's there's a dark there's a dark place, brother. See, once you start doing that, you you you're in. You know, there's a there's an organization in that dark world called the called the Untouchables. Would they be and, any public figures, or these are behind the scenes? No, these are these are public figures. 
these are these are public figures that we 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 have a saying that they're looking through the hourglass because either it's a matter of time that they take you out or there's a matter of time that they excel you they bring you up through the ranks are these people trying to write the future or are they following a script are they following a prophecy they're trying to rewrite they're trying to they're trying to write something with people that don't understand signs and symbols but let's say, let, let's do this here let's take African American Bill Cosby wasn't he the same thing as this time basically basically he's kicking back right he's a, he's out now right yeah he's out yeah he was he was a figure he was you know he was a figure he was these things, these things happen. Okay, you you paid your dues. We're gonna let you out because we feel that you're blind. And yeah, you 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 made a mistake. But this was so old, and these people, we're not gonna get you for that. There, we're not gonna hold you. We're not gonna put you in prison for life. But let that happen to someone like me or you. Oh, we're gone. Twenty so Cos- years. Cosby wasn't taken out because he's he's protected. He's protected behind the scenes. His lawyer's a 33rd degree Mason. Most of the individuals that you see that's high ranking has affiliation in some type of uh, Masonic order or affiliation with the Masonic order. Either be a frat brother. Like skull and, skull so and bones branches. kind of thing, yeah. The skull is the skull and bones, yeah. That's a different private organization you know i had a chance to talk to a few of those brothers 10 years ago 20 years ago so it's different but you guys cooperate you if you're if you're if you sign that paper there's a cooperation and there's only so far that they'll allow you to talk when they're taking these oaths are they taking these oaths to freemasonry are they taking it to some other order are they taking it to the devil what's going on um, in my, uh, let's see, 30-some years now, I've never heard of the, the devil coming up in the a Masonic Lodge. But they believe now, in, in God and the devil, no? I should say I've never heard, but I have seen. How's that? Like symbolism or costumes? There you pictures. Okay. Costumes. Plays. Reenactment. Reenactment of the, the the serpent coming from the tree, like Adam and Eve. Rituals. Are these, are these stories taken as literal? These these rituals, these reenacting. Uh, what, what is the purpose of of these rituals? To gain, to try to gain more insight and power over the dark places. Power over the dark places. Powers over the dark places. Does that mean that that See, you, type of witchcraft, I'm just calling it witchcraft, does that ahead. mean that couldn't touch people who are enlightened? Well, there's a difference between being enlightened on the enlightened path and being enlightened on the dark path. Could you use black magic against somebody who's using basically the, the light, the power of the light? Of course. That's not a problem. That's easy. Is it more powerful than the light? Of course, because the people in the light don't know about the darkness. The light came from darkness. Mm. 
if you walk into your house and it's all dark, it's dark and it turns on the light. The light illuminates which that which you could not see, now you do see. So the power of darkness will always be there. I uh, And I learned that from a Jesuit priest studying with the Jesuits. Really, the only really reason why they allowed me to study with them for those nine months because they wanted to learn the attributes of the Egyptian cosmology and the Egyptian hieroglyphs. So they allowed me into that circle. What does the number 33 have to do with this? If I'm, Am I remembering this correctly? Is it one third of the angels, fallen angels? Is it, where does 33 come from? What does it mean? Where is there power in the number itself? You put me in a spot there. The 33 is, it has no meaning until you write it, either on paper or either on the ground. The 33 angels, which you're talking about, is out of the, the book of Enoch. Now you get into the 33 pillars, you don't, you don't graduate until that, until you get into the order of Melchizedek. Then you get into the 33 priesthood, the, priest that, the 33 priests that was killed for their knowledge. That's a reactment of the, um, the third degree of Freemasonry, where you have the three ruffians wanting to know the secrets on how to build the temple. So, yes, 33 is a very important pact with those of Freemasonry, the 33 enlightened ones in Freemasonry, the 33 elders that they don't hear about that you don't hear about, they meet every third quarter of the moon. How's that one? <laughs> That's a lunar month, eh? every third quarter of the lunar month? There you go. There you go. There you go. Is there something uh, to this, too, with masonry that you know about? Did we used to have 13 months before, and they changed it to 12, and the number 13, but yet we see all this, you know, 12 disciples, 12 tribes of Israel, all this stuff. What's up, what's up with 12, 13? Does this play into 33 okay, at all? The 12, yes. The 12 tribes of Israel represents the 12 celestial planets. Mm -hmm. Okay. The 12 tribes of Israel also represents the, uh, how should I say it, certain chakras inside your body. Okay. The 12 tribes of uh Israel represent the 12 unseen godly priesthood, godly heads, I should say. 12 and 33 is a significant, the 33, the 33 vertebrates, okay, in an individual's body. The 33 prayers in which Freemasonry does to one of our, gives to one of our brothers that is passing away. 13, we have said, brother, should I, do you adhere to this knowledge or should I cut you like a loaf? The loaf of bread is 13 slices. The same 13 slices that was done to Osiris, body parts. So yeah, all of this has a long, and yes, there was 13 disciples if you include Mary Magdalene. Mm. Yeah. So 13 represents a number that we call an untouchable number, because when you get into mathematics, 
supreme mathematics, that 13 breaks down into four. Earth, fire, water, air. But only that is the foundation, the four corners. And when you can touch the four corners of the earth represents the four corners of the universe, representing the four corners of your psyche, then you have, as we say, have crystallized the cube. Is the cube metaphorical or literal? Metaphorical. As as Spiritual. the world. The square what behind the square behind you on the on the rug, the uh the square in the in the compass in um Freemasonry mm-hmm. does this represent the square being the earth, the the circle being the sky, the heavens, what's is this a literal depiction? Uh, well, this, this, the square is to square individuals' actions. These are tools in which uh, Freemason has took to guide the individual that is seeking out a higher learning. The compass is used to circumscribe their heart to keep all their passion and do bounds. Now, if you are unable to control your anger and your passion, what good to you, what good are you to... Uh, individual that is trying to seek that knowledge if they see you angry all the time see when i mention square or a cube i'm mentioning literally a cube literally a square so we say how you doing square he may say i'm on the level Mm. all is well so he's he's letting me know that if his playing field is is leveled so i can talk to him and share with him some of the most deepest things of Freemason, because he's there. But I, I, I have yet to found one that I can share the mystic alchemy of the Egyptian signs and symbols. So let's let's touch here then, because people think of alchemy typically as like turning metal into gold, you know, turning one thing into another thing. But at the very beginning, you were talking about using hieroglyphics to heal or summoning power through your writing. Yes. You also mentioned it's the writing of the word 33 that gives it its power. I'm going to throw in a very quick story. I've told the story at more length elsewhere. But one time somebody put a token into my hand, told me to close my eyes. And I do work in the energy business alongside the nutrition business. So I'm used to holding energy devices and feeling them. I have a fair bit of experience with them. Puts this thing in my hand. It felt extremely powerful to me. Opened my eyes, looked down, and it was a little plastic token with the word Jesus written on it. And <laughs> I, I figured the the power in it couldn't have come from frequencies being embedded, you know, like some of these other devices, frequencies embedded into brass, frequencies Im- embedded into quartz or something like that. It couldn't have been that because it's a plastic token. And so my conclusion was that it was the writing itself that created the power. And further going into Sheldrake's work, uh, Morphic Fields, that basically we have created a very large field around some of these concepts, Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, whatever you want, any any of them. <laughs> they all have their own fields that we've put a lot of our energy and attention into. We've, we've created them. So... I, I guess my question is, are these symbols creating the power itself? What What is going on? Why do we have to write these certain things to create power? And could it be any number of things? Have we put power into 33 or 33 has inherent power? Well, it's, it's, it's numerology. 
I mean, 33 is, is when you work 33 out by itself, it's a very powerful number. How, however you look at it, the three and three is six. Then you got a nine in there. You got 69. Higher self and lower self. Six representing the lower self, nine representing the higher self, a higher state of consciousness. So when somebody puts something inside your hand, did they allow you to keep it? No. They took it back, right? Mm -hmm. That's their energy. That's that's their that's their totem. That's their talisman. So they put the energy into it. They put the energy in it by thought, by action, by work, by deeds. Now, when I speak of alchemy, I'm talking about mental alchemy. I'm talking about changing the perception of of who and what you are. I'm talking about alchemy that allows you to move through this world in which we live in freely, honestly, and protectively. Like you can see my pyramid, right? Mm -hmm. Next to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's that, that. My talisman's in there. You carry that with you? On this occasion, I don't need to. I don't take it everywhere I go. Actually, it's supposed to be hung. It's a, it's a book. It's the book of Thoth. It uh, stands 12 feet. I don't have it all here, but it, st it stands 12 feet. And uh, there's prayers. It takes three days to hang it, three days to put each individual sleeve on it to make that energy come, uh, you know, come out. Make that energy. It's my energy. In the beginning, I should say, training, being with shamans in Mexico, Peru, all over, you find yourself in a dark place. I wanted to take myself out of that dark place. Because you can be so engulfed in the mystery system and not know what you're doing, and you can really hurt yourself. And I didn't want that for myself. So I had to really study, study, study and study. Once I mastered the cube, everything else was easy. They asked me, how did you get all those books? You got all these books that we've been looking for for years and you got them. Well, I don't know. It's like uh, what your name uh, says in the, in the Star, Star Wars, may the force be with you. So are you talking about There's the, the knowledge, like using this cube sort of as a diagram to understand the self? When you say master the cube, you, are you meaning master the self? Like so you can harness the law of attraction here and, and that's how you got the you books? It's, easy. it's very easy to harness the law of attraction. You are the law. You are the attraction. Once that pineal gland is open, if that pineal gland just lays dormant, then you lay dormant. You don't have no spiritual aspirations to go any further than where you are. So your cube, your cube becomes your your little box that you sit in. You go to work every day. You know, you do what you have to do to take care of your family. But there's something much more than that. See, with inside that cube, you fly, you find your telepathy. You find your clairvoyance. And the only way you're going to find that is if you get in tune with the feminine side of yourself. And I don't mean by feminine side as in, oh, now you think I'm a woman or no, you got to get, get inside with that law of attraction of love, that discipline, that harmony, the word itself, meaning beauty. That's how you're able to 
control those energies around you because if you are out of harmony, everything around you is out of harmony. If you don't have no substance inside of you spiritually, everything outside of you tends to look ugly to you. So you have to be willing to make a change physically, mentally, and spiritually. So either you do a cosmology, you do it with astrology, you can do it with numbers. But again, you have to be trained to be able to do that. Can you see it? I can see it. So what, what, see what are not? you showing us in audio? You've got a pyramid, like it's made of wire. It's not solid. It's, it's transparent. Hanging from it is a rectangular so prism. Have, yeah. So this here is what we call my, my talisman. All, all, all priests, not, well, I'm the only one that has this one. This here actually stands 12 feet. This adds on. This is just part of a book. Okay. There's sleeves that goes on each side of this all the way down. This right here is the very bottom part of the 12-foot book. This is a book here. And when I set these hieroglyphs that's on here all the way down, it gives it a transparent. Not only that, I can sit it in any house that I want and leave out the room, and it will start spinning by itself, literally. What gives it this power, the shape or the ideas put into it? It's the energy and what it represents. These are ancient mystic hieroglyphs. It's my talisman. But not only that, it's a book. I'm trying to tell you, it's a book. Yeah, I, It's kind of hard to explain. I wish I can. We will send you, um, I think he'll send you a picture of an audio with it, with it hung. What do these and books say? What do they explain? They explain the very nature of man. They explain the cosmos. It explains the universe. It explains how to take control of your mind from discipline, how to control your, the energy uh, 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 around you. Is controlling yourself more important than knowing those things, like what this world is, what this universe is? Um, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather be in control of my attitude and try to be in control of what is going on around me. Well, not control, but just to understand. Yes, I, I, I rather understand myself because once I understand myself, I am capable of doing other things. Without an understanding of who you are and what you're capable of doing, then you're just here. I found my purpose. I found my place in this world. Uh, I guess you could say, you know, if I was born to have this knowledge, so be it. I have it, but it's something that I went after. After gaining that enlightenment, after learning and knowing what the dark side is. Is there any point I knew in, like, I know you can't talk about everything, but is there any point in learning about this where it becomes just clear? And I mean, like, literally clear, like in plain English, because there's... Uh, there's a lot of sort of a this esoteric talk. I, I know it, it kind of confuses me, right? Like uh, I'm a very simple guy, like simple answers. But it seems like almost everything from the Masonic world is is sort of cryptic. Is it is it cryptic for the reason of just hiding it? Or do you guys speak more openly amongst each other? Like that's why I was sort of wondering these these hieroglyphs. Are they plain and clear? Like, hey, this is the earth. This is how old it is. 
This is what's up. This is. The uh, I, have, I do have those books. I do have those books. I'm not uh, allowed to uh, give them out. Each uh, priest is a well. Got to be spiritual to get them, though. They're just not given to you. Yeah, you. Each each priest is able to uh, have those books, but you got to go get the books. There's a certain there's a certain knowledge and a certain path in the priesthood. I should say an Egyptian priesthood that you have to go down. You're so, just so this isn't Mason. even privy to like regular Masons. They wouldn't even be no. in this. No, no. I, 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 for me, regular Masons. I, I hate to say it. They're beneath me. I'm not trying to be cocky either. They're beneath me. They don't know nothing about my practice and what I teach. All they want to know is they want me to come there and lecture. That's it. But they don't do nothing with it. So I don't waste my energy. My energy is for those that really want to help themselves. And it don't need to come in the form of hieroglyphs. Like the Jesus talisman, it could be anything? Jesus, the Jesus talisman. If I would have held it in my hand and closed my hand, something would have happened to the person that put it in my hand. Because I deal with a whole different spirituality. I deal with a whole different higher consciousness see when you know when i had to take a, a, a 18 month course in demonology that's what i'm trying to that's what i'm trying to tell you see i, I work on a whole different on a whole different scale brother I, so I, you I, said that you don't yeah. hear the word satan or devil or anything but but demonology is is a real thing are we talking about real demons or are we just talking about the dark forces you themselves you can call on some forces yeah you can call upon some forces. If you are taught how to call upon them, I took the course, I took, I, and I graduated from the course to protect myself in the future. From black magic. From black magic. So I can see black magic far off. When I go and speak, I can see if somebody's in there, they they want me to speak on this. I can see where their mind's at already. I don't practice that. In the very beginning of my studies in, in the esoteric, the Kabbalah, when you get into the tarot cards, you have to somehow come over to that side. You can't help it. Anyone that tells you that they haven't, they're, they're lying to you. You have to come over to that other side to get a balance. You're saying you have to you have to use the dark side to be able to have a balance in yourself. It, it, you, to have the balance to be able to come into the true knowledge, because it's hidden. Anything hidden is in the what darkness. Mm. So you gotta what bring light to the darkness, meaning that you have to bring that understanding of that darkness. If not, the darkness will just eat you up. You'd be standing in the mirror talking to yourself or on some corner asking why you're scratching. So you're, so you're basically these, confirming that there is black magic being used and you're talking at a small scale, but at a large scale as well, right? Like in, in Hollywood and in music and magic, stuff. There's black magic being used on a high scale in Hollywood music and all that. I've been privileged to all that, been around all that. But you're a healer. Does, does this conflict? Yeah. Like, why heal people? I, I chose to walk away from that. 
I believe in healing people. Let me ask you this. So the world that the Masons want to live in, from what I can gather from academia, it's basically prosperity and education that lowers the birth rate. I'm assuming that too many people is a problem that people are really concerned with. Is that true? Am I making a weird assumption there that Masons are concerned about too much people? There's too much people in the world. Is that a real concern or is that a straw man? That's a straw man. So they, they don't care about that. They just want to control let me say, us. Let me, say, let me tell you this here. You have to find out which branch of masonry that you are trying to get into. If you get into the European masonry, then, yeah, you, we're, we're talking about some real uh, dark forces. If you get into the, 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 the black masonry, African-American, no, you're not dealing with that. They're too scary. They ain't going to cross over that line because they believe in Jesus so much that that's their whole that's their whole Q and A, so they're not going to cross over. So that's where you have the battle between white masons and black masons. There was a time when black masons couldn't even sit in a lodge with a white mason. Are they practicing and different different things? Like they're, it's the same ideology, yeah. but they're just using it differently. Oh, yeah. Practice no practicing way different. A black mason open up a lodge way different than a white mason a white masonic lodge does. Here's a question. So in the conspiracy world as well, there is a topic which I'm quite fond of, actually, the idea that the Holy Land was really in America, the idea that uh, black people and actually people of all ethnicities were actually in the New World prior to the discovery of Columbus and that the whole slave trade thing is is a yet another smokescreen thing. This is mostly uh, black truthers, too. They're the ones that are saying this, that the out of Africa theory is just another smokescreen. Um, so my, my question really is, that I don't know if race has anything to do with it, but it looks like it does. It looks like there are different sects of people. And does this knowledge come from America? Does it come from Egypt? When you're talking about Egypt, are you talking about Egypt in North Africa? Are you talking about Egypt in the Americas? Is Egypt an idea like Rome, like an empire? Is it, or is it one actual central place? I should say, is the continent of Africa real? Well, you're, th you're throwing me a loops here. Is yeah, it? Yeah. Is it? Are they all connected? I've been to Africa. Is it, was it not real? It, it, I mean, it's real if we want to use that name, Africa. You know, America, of course, there was people over here way before Christopher Columbus got here. There was people over here before the Native Americans got here. And civilization is using this sacred knowledge. Yes, using all this secret knowledge. Without even using black magic. See, that's the thing about it. Each culture has their own esoteric studies. You know, the Native American believes that there's 3,200 stars that control man. I was privileged to be in uh, upper, uh, upper Michigan and got initiated on the, uh, the Native American tribal area, I should say. Uh, they took me through the initiation. I had to go out and kill... Uh, my first deer. I had to go. They taught me how to cut the deer down. They taught me that I had to go to each house and give venison to each of the tribal members. Can we go so, back to the uh, the lights in the sky here? I don't want to get too <laughs> off topic, but it kind of all goes together, right? You're saying astrology really matters. It's a real thing. These bodies above us do have effects on us. I still am not sure if you're saying if they're actual planets or if they are just lights or if they are just energy sources. 
No, they're 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 actual prints, brother. <laughs> yeah, actual physical realms that we can land on. Can you see the moon? Do you think it's physical? I actually don't. You don't think the moon is physical? I'm not a hundred percent certain, but I'm more on the holographic oh, okay. side of it. It's there's lots of strange okay. videos of uh, things traveling in and out of it. You can see clouds behind it and stuff. Is it a physical body? Yeah, yeah of course it's a physical. Does it control? Does, does the waters on the ocean be controlled by the moon? There's people arguing or against it. Or is it just the tilt of the earth that is making the water move? I, I'm, I don't think it's either. I, th I think they... Uh, you they, don't think it's either? I think it's sort of like lungs of the earth breathing in and out. Okay. I could be wrong. I, get, I said at the beginning, this is not my field of expertise. There's a lot of weird things my about mind. the moon. Oh, you're right about that. Oh, she's a sexy being. <laughs> Some people are saying that it's a, it's a reflection of the Earth. The patterns that we see in the moon actually is a reflection of the continents of Earth here, and it actually shows that there are more con continents than, than we are allowed to uh, know about. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, but if you understand the cause, the Egyptian cosmology, that's where I say that you should start. Well, they uh, personified these bodies right they they had them anthropomorphized i guess is is the word sun moon planets not pluto Earth. though if i'm correct or... not, yeah uh, uh personify how about taking what you can't see and manifest it how about that when you get into any type of egyptian art you have to understand what they believed in you know you have to understand that these were African people, their pigmentation was different from that of anywhere in the world. So their psychic is going to be different. Their belief is going to be different. There's things that African Americans or blacks can do that other races cannot do. Why is that? There's other races that can do things that African Americans or people with pigmentation cannot do. Why is that? Are you saying that we're we're given different powers? We have different powers? I think that I'm saying that we have different elements and perspective of what the earth or what spirituality is and, and the belief in it. You know, you have to understand, back in the days, most people, to talk about this, what we're talking about would be hung or burnt. Oh, yeah, even a few years ago, I think. This is, <laughs> oh, yeah. this is an easy way to get canceled. <laughs> Still yeah. these days, yeah. So, so you know, they don't want what's out there to be rediscovered. How's that? But, uh, why is that? That brings me back earlier. Like, I would think that the better world that we want, I, I would assume that Masons do want a better world. I don't know why they would want a bad world. I don't know why they would want a hell world or something like that. But when they say mainstream academia oh. says that prosperity and... um education are the main factors in lowering the birth rate, like more prosperous and educated nations have a lower birth rate. I would think if they really wanted a low birth rate, then wh why hide all this knowledge from us? Why create all these false ideas for us? Control. Control. 
But isn't this a worse world for everybody if all the civilians are all confused and uneducated and they're being led into, all, you know, just to follow their carnal desires instead of anything not, higher not, than that? Not when you got one person of every country sitting on that panel of control. So that means that whatever propaganda that they are doing in dark, in the dark places, they want it to reach everybody. And how do we reach everybody? Cell phones, TVs, movies. That's how you reach the world. I mean, 60, 70 years ago, this wasn't this wasn't possible. So you didn't have all the havoc. You didn't have all the chaos. But when you implement the dark side and where they want to go with it, now you get all the trouble. Now you get all the, the drugs. Now you get all the killings and you get all that. Why? Because, oh, I can see it. If it's good for them to go do it, oh, I'm going to try it. So now they what have they turned this world into a, just a, a real big mess. Babylon. Oh, oh we, yeah, we can say that real quick. Yes, Babylon, easily. Don't pass go, don't collect $200. It just seems so weird to me. Like, I, I don't want a world full of dimwits or... Uh not even trying to be to be mean but it's like yeah if you, you can't only control. listen to what's going on out there you will be dumb just like who wants you, to interact with that you can't control that though it's a system but and they were the creating system the system very, they created the system so there's more of them than there is of us really really this morning, so people send me a lot of stuff, by the way. We do business on Instagram, and one of my accounts is like a conspiracy account. People send me the stuff every day. I don't normally watch all of it, but this morning I watched something. Can't remember the speaker. He was talking about how he was in deep in the club sort of thing, and he got out. And uh, he was saying there was only like 8,000 people that basically pull all the strings. But you just said there's there's more than the common folk. That's the, the 8,000 is nothing. <laughs> we got, listen, I, I got more than 8,000 in my jurisdiction. And my jurisdiction stretches from, from the West Coast all the way to New York. Matter of fact, we got, we got lodges over in the Bahamas. We got lodges in Hawaii. We got lodges, uh, we got, we just opened up one, or I should say, they just opened up uh, one lodge in Guam, I believe. So you know, it, it, it's not the it's not the eight thousand what you in what you're saying. These people really do come together. What if it was everyone? If it if the doors are so open, why not everyone? Because everyone don't have the savvy. Everyone is not in communication with everyone. You you can't expect a uh, an African American to be up in that higher echelon. Because the African Americans came over here as slaves. They were only one third of a person anyway when the Constitution was written. So that's why I told you in the very beginning, when when I was getting ready to get off into the higher teachings, they told me, don't allow my ethnicity to get in the way of the knowledge in which I'm going towards. Because I knew I had to deal with Europeans. I knew I had to deal with Chinese people. I knew I had to deal with those people that had that higher learning more than me. So I don't get into that, that black and white thing or, or any type of color. I believe that if, if, if a person is looking for that knowledge, that's that, let them have that knowledge. Don't keep it from them.
And if I and if it comes to me, I'm gonna expose it. I'm just I'm just touching the tip of the iceberg with you, brother. How much deeper could we could we go into it? What you're you seem to be on the other side of it now. So what do we do about it? Do we do we let this Man. continue? People, nah, you 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 can't stop it. How's that? You can't stop it. I can't stop it. Even if you got 150,000 people together, remember that number I just said. You can't stop it. How come? Whatsoever. Because the powers to be. They can shut you down so quick and make your head swim. You think you're enlightening a whole world and you just enlighten a few, a few people. That's why they can shut you down. The more that you knock at that door, the more doors that you got to open. You seen that um, that movie, The Matrix? Mm-hmm. You remember when Neon, was Neil, had to go in that room and see that that the lady, and there was all those doors, and mm-hmm. he had to pick a door. That's the same thing when you get into that higher echelon. You got to pick a door, and they're not going to tell you which door to go in. They're not going to give you the key either. So through my travels, I opened up plenty of doors with the knowledge that I know. They couldn't stop me. They couldn't forbid me from coming in. Even my skin color has stopped me plenty of times until I opened up my mouth about the higher education of this knowledge. Then the door has to open. They can't deny I've been told in the know. I, I'm in the know. And I know how to stop it on my, my end. So I really don't I, I really don't get into it because there's not enough people to really try to stop something that you have no control of. So I leave that alone. I, I, I allow my mind, my thoughts not to go there. I allow my thoughts on, you know, who can I help? from their sickness or who can I help if they're battling something spiritually. So I imagine you have a, even a better idea of where the uh, world is going. It, it does not seem to be going in a good direction. That doesn't concern you for living in this world. I know, I know you said it you can protect yourself, all, but this is your world. Though, right? Yes. Yes. It concerns me very bad because now look where the schooling system's going to. Now the children are going to what uh, computers now. They're all on computers. The children now, they, they don't read no more. They don't write no more. They type. Colleges are going like that now. And this is the way they want to take them to keep them blinded, to keep their self-worth still in darkness. So it's a system that we fight against. And I've been shut down. I've been shut down. I've been fooled to court for practicing uh, medicine without a license here in the United States. But you know what I did? I also have a small law degree, too. And I wrote my my dismissal all in hieroglyphs. I wrote the, everything. All my court proceedings was all in hieroglyphs. They could read that? They have to go find somebody to <laughs> read it. And guess what happened? They dropped the case. Of course. Everything. Of course. Because they know the next step. And the person that they brought in was a young lady from uh, Brooklyn University that practices ancient Egyptian, uh, the dark 
dark arts are. She's a ritual. Let's see, dark magic ritual of ancient Egyptian. That's her big thing. And they brought her in to turn around, and she turned around and told them, "Leave that guy alone." <laughs> Leave him alone. Period. So it's not just a men's club. That's that's what you're saying here. Yeah. And there's and most people think it's just men. No, you got women out there that pulling strings too, brother. Is there any truth to this? Um, you know, you're talking about Kabbalah. I mean, is there any truth to this? Um, they want to present everything as opposites. You know, they're saying the hardcore conspiracy world is saying that a lot of these celebrities even have inverted genders that certain people, Masons, will be, quote, sacrificing their firstborn son, basically by turning them into a woman, not by killing them. Is this, are we too deep end or have we been thrown off? Have we been duped here? Or are they really manipulating uh, such important things to the level of opposites? Is that true? How about this? Let me say this. You remember Wizard of Oz? Mm-hmm. Remember the yellow brick road? This is the serpent's tail. You never can get off the path as long as you're on the yellow brick road. So when I'm telling you, there's some validity and some truth to what you're saying. See, I have to speak in signs and symbols and codes. It's up to you to interpret it, the yellow brick road. Why is it you have to speak in symbols? (laughs) There's people out there that don't want what me and you are talking about out. There's people out there that really don't want me and you talking because of what I know as far as ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs, the craft, all the above. They practice 33 degrees. We have 360 degrees. So what happens beyond 33 degrees? Are you you invited now to go and and do the expanded learning? Is it even spoken of like this, like like actual more degrees beyond 33? Yes. 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 So you could be a 360-degree mason? You you can if you know the arts and how you and if you're able to move throughout this world. And moving throughout this world is the symbol of the serpent. What does that mean? This is so, metaphorical again? Metaphorical. Moving throughout this world like a serpent is that you become cunning. And see, and that's what I had to get out of. I didn't want to use my knowledge to try to manipulate people to join an organization that's just going to tear them down. I didn't want to be used for that. So you're so still affiliated for, for life, though, right? It's not something you can like just walk away from. Like you, you seem distant from it, but you're in it for life. I am. I, I am distant from it. There, there. Uh, if a brother calls upon me, he must call upon me for the right guidance in the right direction. But that, but again, like I told you, I write hieroglyphs. <laughs> I, I believe in you come mess with me. I got something for you. So you can create reality, basically. I, I, yeah. This, I got, do, this I got, does I intrigue so- me. This is like, I mean, it's a simple way to put it. You create your own reality. And I think the uh, personal development world, the law of attraction thing, it, it is presenting the simple version of it. I believe in it. I believe, you. you know, you can create your own destiny and that but more specifically when you actually write things down you turn you create things when you write them down you make it real when you write it down or when you speak it you know they say god spoke basically the world into existence is this are we on to something here 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I see that you've done your studies, but you don't, you don't practice it. How so? Um, reality. When you make your world reality, are you making it a physical or a spiritual? Well, I, was, I thought the spiritual is, is what creates the physical. A thought. Your own thought is what creates your, your, your physical. I mean, a car wasn't a car until a person had a thought. So what do you mean I, I'm, not, I'm not harnessing it? Does it have to be Egyptian hieroglyphs? Can it be English language? Can it be like, because when you're writing, you're just translating what's, your thoughts into words. I mean, what's the English language? How old is the English language? Excellent question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. Yeah. English language is not that old. But the hieroglyphs, in order the hieroglyphs to be in tune with nature, <laughs> those are 10,000 years old. Do you know that NASA at this time went into one of the pyramids? I'm telling you something right now. Went into one of the pyramids. And as uh, not, they didn't go into the pyramids. Something was brought out of one of the pyramids to NASA. And what it was, it was just a light, a little, a little light, a globe. And inside that little light, it illuminated. And when it illuminated, the hieroglyphs would move around in it. This is an object they found in Egypt? That's the object that they found. They took out of one of the temples that when they were walking through the temple, it lit up the temple. But when their energy wasn't there, it just went dark and didn't do it in. So they pried the object out of the, the cement and NASA has it now. And they're still trying to study it. A little crystal ball, a ball that is flat on the bottom, but it's a little round on the top, like a little light. It illuminates, and when it illuminates, there's hieroglyphs all around it. Then it goes dark. Hieroglyphs with inside that sphere. Okay. It's enclosed. Okay. It's like a ball. It's flat. Well, it's just to turn up, say it was on the wall. They pried it out, turned it over, and it's like, here's the here's example. You remember the little Christmas things that we put on side of the uh, on the Christmas tree, and you shake it like that, and it's like little uh, uh, snow globe. Uh, like snow falling around in it? Mm-hmm, snow globe. Okay, just like that. Only thing about this, it was hieroglyphs. So now you have to think about where they got that idea. Where who got the idea? Where the making of illumining the light ideal. Well, it sounds like what you're talking about, putting light into yeah. darkness. Yeah. So they have this, and it's a very powerful instrument. So there's things that they tell us that we don't know about. We're, we're, everybody's not privileged to go up to Nevada and go down into the mountain and go off inside that mountain where they be staying for years. They live there, got a whole city there. People is not privileged to go two miles down underground. Have you? No. But there's truth to these stories. I, I'm a bit confused. You said before there was um, right. w- that we weren't really talking about aliens or anything. So, so what's down there? Why be underground? There's very secretive parts about each government in the world. And they communicate together. The wars are just an illusion to thank you that, that, that everything's off balance. But some things are created to make, like you said, make individuals think that everything's okay. 
So sometimes the individual must take the skirt or the curtains away so they can physically see. But when you take that curtain away and you begin to play around with that unseen, you create problems. And it's easier to eliminate the threat because no one's going to miss the threat. You are messing up something that they've been working on for years. But they always know, they always calculate in so many percentage of people that's going to debunk or go against what they put out there. So there are people that debunks Freemasonry. But the arts and craft of Freemasonry and the dark side is very real. So you're saying the debunkers would be plants. Plants. And you can't really, you can't really touch them. And if you get too close, they will, they will bring the, they will bring down havoc on you. Because what? You're just one person. Who are you? You're just one person. Thousands of people will die every day of unknown causes. It's big. It's big. We may have to cut this off a bit short today. Um, all of my technology is overheating and burning out and dying. But if we could schedule this for another day, another time, another appointment, I would absolutely love that. I want to bring those books. And we can he bring the books. Be, he has to see the scrolls. Okay, okay. Let's, I got scrolls. Let's do that. Okay. Okay, best okay. for us as well. Yes. That would be good. All right, bit of an abrupt ending there. And I don't know about you, but, oh, that was a pretty interesting two hours there. I know it was very cryptic. It's probably frustrating for you as well as it was for me. I really love a straight answer. I do understand that once you're involved with this club, however you feel about it now, you really can't just go telling all the secrets of it. You do put yourself in danger. I really would love to follow this up with another recording with Dr. Patah. I still have a lot of questions especially in the category of what we should do about it. I'm not going to lie to you, speaking with Dr. Patah made masonry sound a lot more attractive than I've ever felt about it. Being around individuals who are dedicated to the accumulation and practical application of knowledge, especially knowledge from the ancient civilizations such as Egypt, to me that's a very attractive thing. And honestly, if I wasn't so far along in this path that I'm on, if any Masons had prospected me earlier in life, I very well might have joined. Now I do hope he's wrong that we can't stop the Masonic plan, but I also empathize with something he said many times that you have to worry about yourself. I know that sounds selfish, but you do have to tie your own shoes before you can tie anyone else's. And there's definitely a lot of people out there trying to change the world when they haven't gotten a hold of their own life. I really don't know the answers of how to stop the evil in the world, but I definitely know that focusing on myself has allowed my life to be less crappy. So I'm less concerned with the problems that are out there. And I'm able to help a ton of people. I never would have been able to do any of this if I hadn't really focused on myself, my own health, my own wealth, my own knowledge. So I do suppose his message overall is positive. I don't think he would have sat down with us if he really believed that uh, masonry in general is doing the right thing. So, like I said at the beginning of this, Dr. Pratah doesn't have any social media links to share with you, but I am going to bug him for another episode. If you have any questions that you would like to ask Dr. Pratah, go ahead and leave a voice message on Anchor. Anchor is where I record these podcasts. 
I'll leave a link in the description of this podcast where you can click it and leave us a voice message or you could reach out to me on email or any of the other contact information from any of my social media accounts, all of which you can find in the description of this podcast and on my website, noticebooks.org. Once again, notice is spelled not us, so that's notusbooks.org. And for today, guys, that's all I've got for you. I appreciate you. Until next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.